something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 73. And I just had to run down the stairs and back up because I forgot the seventh thing that I needed for this podcast. Um, That's just the way today has gone. I'm sitting in a new chair. My little um, lovely high tier chair that I've been using for all of my Halloween special videos. And I, today's day seven. So if you're watching this and you are not taking part in my sexy Halloween special, then you are missing out. So you can go to Patreon um, for more information or uh, OnlyFans. I've been posting there on my free page. So you can go check it out. And uh, what am I wearing? So I have a ton of Halloween costumes, but I literally was like, I don't want to ruin any of my future costumes for my special so I don't want to like double up on them so I may on the very last day on actually Halloween um wear one of my favorite costumes that I wore uh, in my special but anyway this is episode 73 and we are nearing Halloween and it is exciting I'm not gonna lie I love Halloween And I don't have a ton of like Halloween decor only because the thought of, I don't know, I save that more for Christmas time. Christmas, I go all out with decor. Uh, But when it comes to Halloween, like I might have like a pumpkin (laughs) or like a fall scented candle or, you know, I don't go crazy with like the fall autumn wreaths. And, you know, I love the fall, but and I love Halloween, but I just don't go crazy with decor. I think maybe in my future. As an old lady, I might, you know, but not now. And why? I don't really know. (laughs) I think also the thought of like storing it all, keeping it all in a box, pulling it out every year. Um, I don't know. I'm really putting up a roadblock that shouldn't be there. But anyway, I love when I go to other people's houses and they have Halloween decor. It gets me really razzed up. (laughs) Oh. So, yes, this is all from Dolls Kill. These are from Claire's. Let's get straight into concoctails. Now, I have a very special guest. This guy here. This is Blue Agave Vodka. Now, you've probably seen the Crystal Head Vodka uh, with the clear crystal, like the glass, the clear glass. But this is solid black. And I saw it and I was like, I have to have that for the podcast. So today we're going to make a cocktail, including this Crystal Head Vodka, uh, Crystal Head Onyx, it's called. And it's made in Canada. Interesting. I didn't know that. All right. Anyway, so, so (laughs) we got this guy. I'm going to do a red themed drink. And the only way that's happening is with this diet cranberry and... Cranberry pomegranate because it's blood red and this is what I want and I want to mix it with some glitter so that it looks beautiful and I'm also going to rim this glass with some colored sprinkles. Now I've had these sprinkles forever and ever. Oh, I'm also going to add some of this Smirnoff vodka soda that's flavored as strawberry rosé. <laughs> well, so, f- f- Straw and berry are two separate words, so I said it like two separate words, but um, I've already opened it and had a couple sips. Can you tell? <laughs> With my crazy lipstick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so by, also, by the way, somebody came to the door that I had to answer the door like this. <laughs> it's like, well, right away I say, oh, don't mind me. I just am filming. So then they're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Nobody really cares. Look at me having a drink before I make the official drink. So I had an idea. So I want to rim this glass with some sprinkles, but I've tried using water before and it does not work. So I brought up a little teaspoon of honey that I'm going to use instead. And I figure that will work a lot better. So let's start by rimming the glass. (laughs) I I think it was on this podcast, actually, that I was like, I made the drink and I'm like, okay, let's rim the glass. (laughs) 
but it was full of the beverage. I, you can't rim a glass at that point, unless you were really strategic, but you're supposed to do it first. So let's do it first. So I'm just gonna smear honey on the rim of this glass. Oh shit, too much. I um, have honeybees in the summer and this is honey from my bees. So I don't care if it's a little bit messy because it's Halloween cocktail. And we're just gonna see how this works. And you know what, this actually on its own would be a really nice addition as like a rim, rim job around your drink. Okay, I think we got what we need now. Okay, which color? I don't have red, <laughs> but I'm thinking the yellow will complement the red unless you think I should do purple. Look how disgusting this thing is. This is covered in like cake batter and shit. Um, or should we do purple? Let's do purple because purple is a lot more Halloween-y, Halloween-ish. So I'm wondering, should I just like dip it? I'm loving how it's dripping around the edge. You see that? God, now I wish I had red sprinkles. It looks like dripping blood. Let's see how this goes. Actually, this is working well. And then you just stir this around and it kind of coats the honey. Wow, okay, let's do the outside now. Easy. This is the method. And then you just gotta pour the sprinkles back in the thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at it. Okay, cool. Anyway, that went well. Uh, my table has seen better days. Looks like uh, a New Orleans shakedown on my table. <laughs> Um, okay, so this is really pretty. I'm not sure if it's picking up really how pretty it is, but it works. Purple is definitely the right choice. Now I've got my shaker that I bought months ago and I'm happy to be able to use. I'm gonna dump some of this water out. Cause I have been procrastinating. Just pouring it into the can, then I'm gonna pour it back into the beverage, whatever. Okay, uh, let's crack this guy open. Please don't be hard. Us gals with nails, it just literally, okay, I have a pen. Can you tell that I'm like lower down? <laughs> I'm used to being like higher up on my stool. Unless I'm just, it's just in my head. My crystal head. <laughs> All right, and I'm probably a lipstick on my teeth too. So the honey is actually dripping off. So <laughs> let's just catch the drips, avoid the mess. That one will stay, it looks cute. Ah, oh. whatever. We're just gonna go with it. If my table's sticky, then frick it. Where's my cloth? Oh my God, you guys. Okay, I'm gonna finish making the actual drink part and then I'm gonna show you the special accessory I have. So first, let's crack this puppy open. Mm-hmm, smells like vodka. Let's do, did you see how fast that poured? That wasn't my fault. Gosh, has anybody ever told you you just move a little too fast? I'm not ready for this kind of relationship. All right, uh, now some cranberry juice. Boop. Yeah, I'm gonna add some fizz after. And then some of the magic. This shit, and you've seen it before. This is edible shimmer dust. And I'm gonna add a pinch pinch-ish. <laughs> I'm using my makeup. <laughs> I was terrified to use green because I've tried before, but the key to a brighter uh, 
um, result when it comes to using bright colors is to have a white base or a very light base. So that's what I did and I think it turned out really well but I just kind of focused more on the middle of the eye and blend it and do all sorts of contouring and that kind of thing. And then of course my lips but listen I was drawing inspiration from my zombie top. Okay get it? I added some blue. Anyway <laughs> let's shake her up. This shaker is heaven sent. It's so much better than the other one. I really should have added some red food coloring, but red food coloring tastes the worst. You notice that? If you're ever a kid and you have like really red icing because you're like decorating Christmas cookies or something, uh, yeah. It's the worst tasting. So I'm gonna finish this off. Let me just show you the glory of the shimmer dust. And the glass. I guess the downfall with honey is that it continues moving. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not like it dries. Um, okay. Can you see? So. Before I taste this, you guys, this is going to throw you for a total loop, tailspin, call it what you will. I bought a bunch of edible insects from Thailand. And this box contains all of them. Um, why did I do this? I don't know. You know what? After I've done it before and um, I just like the idea of freaking people out. And I figured what better way <laughs> than to munch on some little critters, but don't tell them that like you bought them. You just pretend to find them and then just eat them in front of the, front of the person. And then they're like really freaked out. That's sort of right up my alley. I, I like to do that kind of shit. I need a way to clean up the fricking honey drips on my table. <sighs> okay. Stop whining, be innovative, find something. Okay, fine. Innovation. Mm. I'm gonna try it before I taint it with a bug. Wow. I actually thought that I would taste the vodka, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think that I put like a shot and a half in there, but I don't. That's really weird. Okay, so let me just show you, for example. I've got grasshoppers. I've got tarantulas, of course. This is a massive zebra tarantula. Oh, the big black scorpion, all of which I've eaten so far. I mean, already, so it's nothing new to me. But the difference is the tarantula is actually dried. This one I opened, I have one that's unopened maybe for Halloween. <laughs> um, but the one that I tried uh, is actually, was in a brine. It was in a can in a brine. And we had to pop the top, pull the top. And it stunk so bad that I swear that it was rancid. It had to be, but at the, at the same time, I've never eaten tarantula before. So how is it supposed to smell like this? Is it supposed to be this way? I don't know. Anyway, you can find that video. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, in bikini bug eating. But anyway, uh, okay, this is the unopened tarantula. But like I said, I wanna save this guy. This guy is like this big, just so you know. Um, today, gosh, you guys, you won't believe it. Do you wanna see something insane? This is a giant water bug. Here he is. And I'm telling you, these ones are super oily. Can you see them? Look at his eyes. <laughs> it's really mind over matter. And the thing is like, if you really had to eat an insect to survive, you do it. It's in you to do it. You just have to be pushed to the point where you need to do it. For me, I don't need to be pushed to the point. 
Uh, I understand this is not going to hurt me and it's mind over matter, but there are some days that I can't do it. Like if I'm PMSing, <laughs> I, um, it's funny because I don't really rage or like get angry when I'm PMSing. I just get really turned off. Like when it comes to certain smells or I wouldn't be able to eat one of these. It's kind of like a, depends on the time of the month for me. <laughs> um, what are we going to, okay. This is really, really gross. Earthworm jerky. Look at this. And uh, definitely does not smell good. I haven't op opened these yet. These are silkworm pupae. And I think they're just dried with salt. Let's open this up because I haven't opened this yet. See what these look like. See what they taste like. This is a Halloween episode. Um, warning, if this is going to make you puke, then skip ahead to this time right here. Oh, they're small. So let's see. I'm not going to put it in my drink just because it's going to make it taste gross. They kind of smell like, yeah, they kind of smell like bugs. I don't know if this is going to focus here. Let's give it a shot. You. Tastes like cat food or something. And don't tell me you don't know what cat food tastes like. We all do. Or dog food. Yeah, it was actually a little grosser than I expected. <laughs> the smell wasn't very wild, but that flavor, it's got like a different kind of flavor in there. Like a woody, smoky, like liver taste. You. Thank God for my cocktail. Woo! All right. So now that we've eaten bugs, we can move on. Um, <laughs> so believe it or not, I just returned from South America a few days ago. <laughs> so that's why my last two podcasts I filmed back to back because I was not going to be around. Um, and so also some of my postings were a bit delayed because of the lack of internet and also um, not having downloaded like a VPN. Um, basically what a VPN allows you to do is I don't know if I'll be able to explain this properly, but when I'm on my computer in Canada, I can access all the websites. But if I, when I was in South Korea a few years back, uh, I had to work and post videos and, uh, but um, a lot of websites are blocked and things like that in Korea. So I had a really hard time. I wound up, I wound up um, making it work. It worked out, but not in the way that it could have been. It could have been so much easier. So I use something called ExpressVPN. This is not sponsored. You might have, if you listen to other podcasts, you might have heard about this. This is how I found out about this. And uh, it just makes it a lot easier to access websites. So for me to be able to post and things, it was a lot easier. But also the internet was an issue and being able to access certain websites, even with a VPN, um, it's like, oh, somebody's trying to access your account all the way in South America. So I was in on the island of Curacao for eight days. And let me tell you, Curacao is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Um, I've never been to South America. It's the first time ever. Um, <laughs> that's another thing that's going on. Our flies are starting to get cold out and they're starting to move in. Anyway, so I've never been to South America and I have a few Dutch friends that uh, were talking about it and invited me along. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll go. Um, so it's actually a Dutch island. Um, the currency there is guilders. So like Dutch guilders. It's funny because they don't even use it in Holland anymore. They use euros now. But um, so they also take, I think, American cash and Dutch guilders. And oh my goodness, <laughs> um, I, I brought a bunch of euros because I was like, oh yeah, they'll accept euros. Like, why not? But no, they don't. <laughs> But flying in, I you know what, the, the beaches are insane. So one side of the island is more wavy and rocky, but the other side is all sand, white sand, turquoise waters, clear as clear can be, um, and just such a... I don't know. I literally had the best time there. It because we're we we traveled in off season, so um kind of like hurricane season. <laughs> and there were a couple hurricanes brewing. Oh my god, it's such a wedgie right now. 
Um, before we went on the trip that I was like, oh my God, it's going to get, but they're like, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's kind of like below the hurricane bell. They don't really get hurricanes at all. And, and so when we were there, we had the perfect weather. It was so humid, so hot, like 30, 33, right around there every day. But humidity was, I swear to God, like 90%. <laughs> like instant water droplets on your face because our bedroom had um, like a, an air conditioning unit. But so it was like night and day. So you'd walk walk into the bedroom. It's like, oh, cool. And that's it's the only way you can sleep is if you have AC. Um, but the rest of the house didn't. So you'd get out to like go upstairs in the morning. And oh, my God, it went from like a comfortable 24 degrees Celsius to like 35 <laughs> inside without a breeze. And like I said, the humidity makes it feel so much hotter. But there's always a breeze, uh, so which is so nice, which really helps. And um Oh my goodness. I just, I should never have gone because <laughs> it's all I can think about is going back. Um, I wrote some notes down just about how amazing this place is. Uh, so if you don't know where Curacao is, it's right above Venezuela. So you've heard of the island of Aruba. Uh, Curacao is just east of it, like a bit southeast. And uh, we flew from Toronto. So like I'd fly from the Calgary airport to Toronto and then down to Curacao. So it's really, it took about, it was about an eight and a half hour journey, but it was broken up, which is really nice. So it's almost like just flying to Europe, but the time difference for me is only two hours. So it's not like it was flying to Europe and you have an eight hour time difference. So you have to like get over jet lag and things. So it makes it possible to travel there, um, to travel to Curacao for like a week. You don't have to go for two weeks. A week is like almost enough because you, it's a very small island. So it's not, so you can travel, you could see the whole island if you want to, which is also really nice. You're not gonna miss out. But then I'm like, I wanna save some parts of the island so that I wanna come back so I have to see more. <laughs> um, the people there, uh, it's the Caribbean. It's, they're very relaxed uh, and like, I don't know how to explain it. It's so different over there. Like they're just having a good time. Everybody's laughing, joking. Um, but it does take a while to get food. <laughs> like if it's, they're great uh, at hospitality wise. They treat you so well. They, they're very touchy. They're kind of like, they feel like family and um, they, but it does take a little bit longer to get your food or to get service. Like they might be, there might be three people standing around while one is doing something, <laughs> thing. but whatever, it didn't really affect me at all. I just actually enjoy really like on the inside, it made me really happy to see this. Um, and the food. So Curacao, when it comes to prices, like it's not a very expensive place, but it's not super cheap either. Um, the island is full of Dutch people full of Dutch and other tourists too, Canadians and Germans and you name it, but mostly Dutch. Um, and, uh, but the restaurants, the food, uh, there was not one place that I went that I ordered something that I was like, uh, like this is kind of like super fast food, burger fries type thing. Uh, everything has got, they put so much effort into presentation and Man, just to, and all I, I have nothing but great things to say about Curacao. If you've never, ever been there, go. And it's so relaxed, like driving around the island. It's kind of like you're in a bit of a rally race. <laughs> There's really not a lot of rules. People blow through stop signs, but like stop signs that shouldn't really be there. It's not like people are erratically driving. Everybody's very accommodating too. Like if you're turning left and there's a, a lineup, everybody will always let you in. Like, um, but our car, we had this car that came with the house, like the car, we didn't have to rent a car separately. It came with like the Airbnb that we rented. And <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the humidity or if the tires were a little bit like, they didn't have as much air in them as they needed, but we were every corner we took, we were screeching tires. It was like a cartoon. It was really funny. <laughs> Cause I'll tell you what, every time I hear like tire screeching, I just think of like a cartoon scene of like a tire, like, you know, like cars ripping around. I don't know. It was really funny. Um, and man, I don't know. It was, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's supposed to be very, very safe there. I think that there are probably some places you wouldn't want to go like at midnight by yourself as like 
a blonde female or something, but um, I never once felt unsafe. Uh, we were walking around at night a lot, <clears throat> but kind of more in Willemstad or like Willemstad, um, where that's like the main city there, <clears throat> the capital city, I believe. And uh, the colorful buildings and the architecture and the ocean and <sighs> why do I live in Canada? <laughs> well, anyway, there's also some other uh, exciting stuff going on over there that I can't really discuss at this point <laughs> but um it's just a really I'm so happy I traveled there I highly like I said recommend it this is not sponsored by Curacao <laughs> I'm being completely honest um oh also if you and I'm not sure if it's the time of year or what so if I went down there in the winter time January February if it would be any different I know that the humidity would probably be less but the bugs so I don't mean insects flying around. You're not on the beach swatting mosquitoes. There, there's none of that. You don't notice any bugs whatsoever, except for later on when you're laying in your bed and you feel like an itch here or there, the sand fleas, okay? You don't feel them like when you're sitting there enjoying it because we had so many meals on the beach next to the ocean. We had some fancy meals. I'm not gonna lie. We spent some money on some of these meals. We're like, well, we're here. And of course you're day drinking. So you're like, let's do this. Let's do that. Um, and you're sitting on the beach. Of course, I'm wearing like a dress or something. So my legs are exposed. You don't feel the little buggers, literally. They're biting you. And the sad thing was there was four of us in total. I was the only one that was being bitten or that reacted to the bites. So I was like, what about me? Because we're all in the same spot all the time. We're here, we're there, we're lounging over here. We're, we're not, I wasn't like off on some other island somewhere for the day and then came back with bites. No, um, I was the only one that got bitten or that had a reaction to the bites. So it's one or the other. I don't know, but it sucked and they're still freaking itchy. Um, but this can be easily avoided by using bug repellent. So I didn't know this, but apparently sand fleas are like crustaceans. They're not actually insects. And I for sure didn't feel them when they were biting me. Um, but anyway, my, my point is, is if you go to Curacao in October, and like I said, it could change throughout the year, but maybe not, be sure that you bring some DEET. And yes, DEET is bad for you. But you know what else is really bad for you is having your trip kind of not ruined, but you don't want any obstacles on your trip. You want to enjoy, relax, especially when you're in bed after a long day, not itching your legs to death. So that's what I was doing. I still enjoy my trip, of course, but if you're going to go, avoid it by just putting some bug repellent on and maybe bringing some hydrocortisone. Because I'll tell you what, afterbite doesn't work worth shit. It doesn't work worth shit. Okay, I bought both because Afterbite is what I use here in Canada for mosquito bites. But you need the what, like 1% hydrocortisone or cor cortisone? Yeah, hydrocortisone. Anyway, <laughs> something with a little bit of a steroid to like get the itch to really go away. You're not supposed to use it that much or for that long. But finally today, I'm to the point where I'm not like, I went to the hot tub last night and oh, my bites were like, <gasps> they just got so mad. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll get out, got out, showered, put some cream on, uh, and then I was fine. But yeah, it's going to be a couple more days yet before I think I'm back to 100%. But I might be heading back there this winter. I, I definitely will be going back, but I think January is the time. And I'm going to do some research about the weather and like what to expect. I'm going to bring my DEET. I'm excited, but it's so, it's funny because um, if I could fly direct, I'd probably choose not to because it's such a long flight. And to be honest, like the stopover in Toronto is super fun. So guess where I went to eat when I was in Toronto? Rodney's Oyster House. So now I've officially been to three out of the four Rodney's Oyster Houses in Canada. Calgary, uh, a Yale or Gastown in Vancouver. They also have one in Yale. No, I'm sorry. Yale Town in Vancouver. I haven't been to the Gastown one. And the Toronto one. So around the world. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny, I, I kind of was like, oh, I'm not going to worry about, um, you know, or ordering too many oysters because obviously I'm going to a tropical island. I'll be able to order oysters there all day long. 
You can order oysters in Curacao, but they range between $7.50 to $8 or like $9 each. That's crazy <laughs> because I find that paying more than like $3.75 per oyster is insanely expensive in Calgary at Rodney's. I like meatier, meatier, less creamy oysters. And so I love like Sunseekers. Um, I had some that were called Sweet Sweeties, Sweetsies. I don't know. <laughs> they were perfect. But um, anyway, so I didn't really get to, they have a ton of other seafood that's decently priced, but they don't like farm oysters in Curacao. So it's, they do have to import them as well. So that's why they're so expensive there. But anyway, so shame on me for assuming. You guys look at look at the honey on my glass now. <laughs> this is a lovely, refreshing cocktail, and I have honey all over my hands. Ugh. Did I ever tell you that one of my biggest and I don't want to call it fears, something that would bother me the most of anything is to have like honey in my hair and then have my hair like stick to my back. <laughs> And that is like one of my, if I were to choose like a torture, that would be torture for me. I don't know. I just have this thing. I have, I have a bit of tactile intolerance. I get that from my mom. Um, she has it really bad. Uh, for me, I definitely have it. <laughs> uh, and that is sort of like almost as bad as crawling through little caves that keep getting smaller and smaller. And then there's like a little gap that you have to get through. You have to squeeze through to get to the exit. That freaks me out. Cave diving. Um, cave exploring, but like really, really, really tight, tight spots because I am very claustrophobic. And I think that maybe that's where that comes from, that feeling of like, oh, like claustrophobic. You can't get away from it. You need water. You got to get it off you. <laughs> I think I remember saying one time to my mom that like if if I had honey or like anything sticky between my fingers or like my hands sticking to themselves, I would pull over into like a ditch with water with a dead animal in it to wash my hands off. That's how bad it is for me. <laughs> but I think I'm kind of like learn. I'm coping. I'm coping. My itch, my leg just started itching right as I'm talking about this. <laughs> it triggered. It triggered. Anyway. Okay. It's funny. There is a Halloween party happening that I'm invited to. I have a lot of pressure on me because people know what's going on, that I have this Halloween special happening and that I have, um, they know that I have all these costumes and, oh, what are you gonna be? I'm like, I don't freaking know. And also most of my costumes are like really inappropriately sexy. So I'm <laughs> like, I wanna enjoy myself at this party. I also don't wanna be, the thing is I could wear like leggings or something underneath one of the costumes to make it less, like, look at me, like I'm such a hoe. You know how like all the hoes come out on Halloween? That would be me for sure. Um, and if we were going out to a club or something, that's different. Then I could hoe it up for sure. Some good heels. Um, but it's like, it's a house party. So what what am I supposed to wear? So I do have a spacesuit, like a pretty nice one. But is it going to be too hot? Probably. Am I going to have to unzip it and expose what's underneath? Probably. It's going to wind up sexy anyway. There's a hot tub, so maybe I'll just wear a swimsuit underneath and then... But it's kind of like this the spacesuit is not like a breathable fabric. It's sort of a plastic fabric. So um, if you have any ideas as to what I should dress up as, uh, let me know. So because this is a Halloween podcast, I'm going to read to you some real life scary stories. Now, I've only read the first couple and I'm going to read these completely randomly. Uh, I mean... I haven't read the ones I'm going to read to you right now, so we can react together. Um, let's see. <laughs> I love a good scary story. At almost the exact moment my grandfather died, the large mirror over the staircase at her family cabin cracked down the middle. Since then, several times when my mom and her siblings have discussed their dad, they found or heard broken or breaking glass. Um, it says here's a little quote underneath. Once every glass on a shelf spontaneously cracked. Another time all the glasses in the dishwasher broke. They always say that my granddad loved living so much and couldn't stand dying so soon. So this was his way of coming back. It's a little bit of a creepy way to come back. In a messy way. My sister and I were home alone playing with Barbies. And we sat a Ken doll on the couch. 
We threw Barbie in his direction and both of us saw him lift his arms and catch her. She wasn't out of place. She landed perfectly in his arms. We were stunned and tried recreating it multiple times but had no luck. We were creeped out and left him in a drawer untouched for months. Have you ever had an experience like that as a kid that just like you just couldn't explain it? Like you know you saw it, you were there and it's still to this day, you still can't explain it to this day. Let me know in the comments down below if this has ever happened to you. When my sister was 12, she was seriously ill in the hospital for several months. Her class brought her a teddy bear, which became her mascot while she was having treatment. Shortly before she was discharged, the bear went missing. We assumed that it had been stolen. One day after she'd been home for a week or so, the bear appeared on her windowsill. The weirdest thing was that it had muddy paws as if it had walked there. Can you guys hear the flies? <laughs> It's appropriate. I mean, look what I'm wearing. Dead, stinky zombies. So the flies are naturally going to come around. My grandmother was very sick and dying. For a few weeks leading up to her death, she would stare off into space and talk to dead relatives. She'd say things like, I'll see you soon, Alice, or I'm coming soon, Mabel. She would always name deceased relatives. Then one day she started talking to her brother, Henry. We thought it was weird because Henry was still alive. We got a call the next day that Henry had died the previous day. I got goosebumps, kind of. Uh, my family and I used to live in a cult when I was younger. <laughs> and while we were there, we experienced a lot of supernatural events. I now choose to explain these events as shared psychosis due to the trauma, but there's one event that happened a little bit after we left that I can't explain. It was in the middle of, the, of a really bad storm, and because of the lightning and the threat of tornadoes, we were all hiding in the safest place under the house. During a huge crack of thunder, we heard the sound of shattering glass in the living room. After it was safe again, we went back out, and the globe on, our, on one of our lamps was missing. We searched everywhere for it and the broken glass, but it had just vanished. I can't explain that one because it wasn't just seeing or hearing inexplicable things. We physically had the globe, and then it completely disappeared. And the sound of the glass breaking. So if this is true, what happened? And why do I keep touching the honey on the table? So you hear the glass break, the globe is gone. So the only explanation because of gravity would be that it fell off and it would be down on the ground somewhere. But for it to break, you hear it and it's gone. Weird. <laughs> Me trying to like figure it out. Okay. My mother lost her wedding ring a few years after she, she and my dad married. Uh, they tore the house apart and never found it. Eventually they moved away and she got a new ring. A year or so afterward, my, da my dad's mother died. A few days after the funeral, my dad was away and my mom fell asleep on the couch. She opened her eyes and saw her old wedding ring on the arm of the sofa. No one had been in the house except her, and it had definitely not been there when she dozed off. My mom isn't religious, but she convinced her mother-in-law found it for her. How do you explain shit like that? Like, if this is true, I'm, be I'm believing these people. I could right now make a fake story too and send it, but I think that that's crazy. Um, I went to a funeral and saw the deceased standing next to her own casket at the front of the church. That's just the story right there. Uh, one time my mom called me to let me know that it was time for us to head somewhere. I walked out of my room and saw her out of the corner of my eye walking into her room. I followed her calling her name and once again caught a glimpse of her this time walking into her bathroom. <clears throat> I walked into the bathroom and no one was there. My blood ran cold. I called out to my mom and she had been downstairs the whole time. So, you know, like these stories sound a little bit surreal and okay, sure, yeah, whatever. But on a different kind of level, you know, and this is kind of <laughs> not the same thing, but it might help you believe a little more in this kind of stuff is, and I've talked about this before, but when you think about somebody randoms that you haven't thought about for years and years, they're just in your head or in your thoughts and the same day or the next day you see them. What is that? We all have a little bit of something like a sixth sense, but I think some of us are more in tune with it. Some of us realize it. Some of us don't. And I had a thought too about, um, like I was watching something about people that call themselves witches or Wicca or whatever. And I guess for me, I've had a few instances where I'm really angry at somebody and then bad things happen to them. <laughs> and it's not like intentional, but I, I wonder if, if something like that 
would trigger somebody to be like, oh, I think I'm a witch. And then, you know, f pursue it and try to figure out spells. Like, because I thought to myself, and it, it's happened, I don't want to say dozens of times. I can recount like eight to 10 times that this has happened. And I don't mean really bad things like they died or were really injured, but there were some definite injuries and some things that happened that I was like, hmm, if I hadn't been so mad at that person, would that thing have happened? And I'm not that vain that I think, that, <laughs> oh yeah, it's just me and my powers, you know, like don't piss me off because watch your back. Like, but I have thought that a little bit too, where I've really said out loud, like, please, I don't want anything to happen to them because I've been so mad at some people that I'm just like, you know, at the time you're kind of like, take a trip and fall and I might, might giggle, but then I'm like, I have to say it. No, don't let anything happen to them. I know it sounds crazy, but um, after it's happened so many times, it's kind of like, oh, I really don't want to hurt anyone. But sometimes I kind of do. But in a nice way, you know, a little bruise, <laughs> nothing serious. Uh, okay, anyway, let's read a couple more here. When I was six, I spent a long weekend at my friend's house in Montana. I slept on the floor of his room in a sleeping bag. One night, I sat up covered in sweat and shaking. I was 100% awake. Then I watched as a grim reaper-like figure floated from the shadows of the other side of the room where there was a wall. He peeled back the wall as if it was a curtain. Then I saw my home city at dusk covered in flames with people screaming. He pointed at the city and said, this is how it ends. I ran to the bathroom and stayed there the rest of the night. No one believes it happened. Hmm. Sounds like the Mothman. <laughs> um, hmm. Interesting. So I see things when I wake up and I'm awake, but my it's like my conscious and my subconscious are still mixing. So I'll see things from my dream or I'll just see things maybe in another dimension because I'm passing through. I see something standing there and it just slowly fades away, but I'm never fearful. I'm never, and that's not true actually. Like there was one time and I told the story before where typically in my old house that I lived in, I would wake up and I would see people standing in the corners of my room. And it was always corners, like, one, two at a chimney and corner and they'd be standing there, but they didn't have, they were clearly people, but I couldn't see any, they were like shadow figures. So I could look right at them, but I couldn't see what they were doing or who they were or what. And then, but there was one time that I woke up and I didn't see people, but I saw the ceiling because I had a vaulted ceiling in my bedroom starting to collapse down towards me. And I was like, <gasps> and I, I had a cane sized bed. I backed over the entire, like I sleep on one side. I backed over the whole bed off the other side onto the floor. Cause I was like, holy shit. Um, and then I woke up and I was like, oh gosh. But I was awake, but I was just seeing something still happening in my subconscious. You know what I mean? So I could see where maybe that happens sometimes where you're kind of in the state of like, you're actually physically awake, but there's still parts of your brain that are showing you other things. Or you could choose to believe that you are in a kind of crossing through a different dimension. I don't, I, that doesn't really explain why the ceiling would look like it was collapsing. It would explain the figures in the corners of my bedroom. But yeah, so that's an explanation, maybe. <laughs> uh, one night, that, and also that kind of explains lucid dreaming a little bit too, because, that, and I do lucid dream. So I realize in my dream that I'm dreaming, but typically it's my Opa who's passed away that triggers it for me that I see my opa and I'm like, oh, and I eventually realize that he's gone, he's dead. But I realize it in my dream and I start looking at him and I tell, I start telling him, you're not really here right now. This isn't real, like you're not here. You can't be here. And so then I know that I have five, like five minutes of dream time, which is probably like a quarter of a second in real time to hug him, smell him, touch him. You know, like, just kind of be like, I know that he's gone. Oh my God, I'm going to get emotional. I'll try not to. But it's, it's rattle, it rattles you. Like when you wake up from a lucid dream with somebody that's passed away, it's like, holy shit. But it's almost like, I know I, I'm about to wake up. I can't stay in a lucid dream for hours, you know, like where we're hanging out and going for coffee. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. It's like always I wind up, my consciousness is like, wait a minute, uh-uh-uh, out you go. Like it catches me, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, you're not supposed to be there. And so I know there are people that talk about um, training themselves to 
lucid dream. And there's a actually a good Joe Rogan podcast about a guy like a dream specialist and how you can train yourself throughout your normal day, <clears throat> your regular everyday life to lucid dream. And it's just like a habitual thing where you're going like, is this real? Is this real? Is this real? You know, so and once you do it for like a week straight, you start naturally just doing it in your dream because it's a habit. But then your hand goes through the table or something and it's not real. And you're like, here I am in this lucid state. But it's more for me a matter of staying in it when you're in it. And I don't know. I, I can't control it, though. Like some people can go and jump out the window and fly. That's not how it works for me. I will jump out the window and hit the ground because I'm like too conscious. Like it's like it's too surreal to me. So anyway, <laughs> off on a tangent there, but one night when I was around 15, my best friend and I stayed home alone at her house while her parents were away. The house had a long driveway off the road and was surrounded by woods. Sounds like my place. <laughs> it snowed that night and I was in the morning and in the morning when we were leaving, we found footprints that went all the way down the driveway and stopped by the back of the house. There was none leading away. We left immediately and she refused to go back until her parents were home. Nothing was messed with, no windows were broken, and nothing was stolen. It was just weird. That would freak me out. You know, there's a story. <laughs> this just, like, triggered this memory. There is a story of a friend of mine had a snow his snowmobile stolen. This is, like, back in the 80s. Probably, like, an old phaser or something. And had a snowmobile stolen out of his garage. <laughs> Fresh snow. The guy <laughs> stole it rode the snowmobile into his own garage like three blocks away but the trail <laughs> they left the trail the snowmobile trail went from the the guy's garage all the way to like my friend's garage to hit the other garage and he just had to go to the house and knock on the door and be like dude you have my snowmobile and they're like no we don't no we don't and he's like look man like the trail is right here like i'm gonna call the cops and then they're like okay fine fuck take it <laughs> That's funny and so stupid that it's like almost, you almost feel sorry for the person. It's like, okay, buddy, just don't do it again, you know? Okay, let's read one more. My younger sister lost the only key to her lockbox. I've done that. It just vanished. A few months later, we were sitting in my bedroom and we heard what sounded like a piece of metal hitting the floor. We looked around but couldn't see anything. We looked back to where we were sitting or there was the lost key. We told our family about it, but we can't explain it. So sometimes though, like, do you, do you ever have this, if you ever wrap gifts and you have the scissors and you have the tape and the roll of paper and the gifts. And typically when I'm wrapping gifts, I'm in the, my, on my living room carpet, everything's spread out. I've got a show on, I've got a glass of wine and I'm enjoying myself. There's Christmas music playing. Um, maybe not Christmas, like a good show. And, but somehow the tape or the scissors completely disappear. And you're like, you're just sitting there. There's not, you didn't throw them. They didn't fall anywhere. And you're looking and looking and looking and you can't find them. Um, that is kind of like what can happen with a lot of different things. Even my phone. Like if there have been a few times where I've seen my phone slip into random things that I would never ever find it. Like I'm on my way out the door and I just so happen out of the corner of my eye, I see my phone like bloop. And if I hadn't seen it, it would be gone in the trash or like some sort of sheets folded away, put in the cupboard or something. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what was my point? Uh, I do know that I probably will make another cocktail. It's later than usual. So, you know, it's closer to five than normal. Oh. I do have some really funny reels that I've saved for you, um, but I don't have enough time for that. What I'm going to do is let you in on something that's going to save you from having to figure out what the hell to buy your loved ones for Christmas. This is not sponsored, but I discovered a website and I believe it's also US. It's US and Canada. Maybe, maybe worldwide. I haven't really checked, but there's a website called Uncommon Goods. This has like the most unique gifts and the coolest shit that you'll find anywhere all on one website and a lot of stuff is customizable and it's so easy you just go and you want to put your wife's name on it you just go or like i love you love henry or whatever your name is <laughs> just to make it even more special um check this website out and it's 
the middle of October and you have st you still have time before the the shipping rush of Christmas. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> I'm being choked by this thing. Actually, it's not that tight, but um, anyway, so get on it now. And then just like relieve yourself of stress around the holidays. Holidays are stressful enough. Uncommon Goods, check it out. I'm just helping you out. I know the majority of my viewers are guys, okay? So <laughs> I know it's really hard to shop for your ladies or just your family in general. Uncommongoods.com and you can definitely find something for everyone there. You can shop by category. And little, anyway, there was another one, um, a really good one too, that is Canadian. So if you are a Canadian viewer, um, it's called, <laughs> should have wrote it down, but I'm here for you. I'm helping you out. What is it called? I ordered a really beautiful gift package last night. And where is the email? I don't freaking know. Okay, I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. Trying, trying, trying. Yesterday, blah, 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 blah. You have to, you, ha you have to go check this out, especially for like your mother, mother-in-law, your wife, your daughter. You can customize your own gift box. Why is this happening? Okay, maybe it's still on here. <gasps> is it? Let's see. I might still have it, you guys. Yes. No, it's not it. <laughs> it's called something something <laughs> basically it allows you to choose a bunch of stuff put it in for a gift box and it's got like really good bath salts and different scents of different candles and like a really nice cozy gift box but it comes wrapped and it customizable so you can say oh this is to you love family or whatever um just another great idea for gifts and it's called giftable or something anyway if okay i'm gonna make sure i write down to include this website because I got it. All right, everyone, <laughs> that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I will be back next Friday with another costume and another cocktail, and it's going to be awesome. Also, today is day seven of my sexy Halloween special. So Basically 15 different try-on videos, striptease type videos, sexy videos, um, where I feature one costume per video and um, I really get into it. There are high heels, stockings, role play, stripteasing, um, all sorts of fun stuff. So you don't want to miss out. It's Halloween. Why not? Treat yourself. 15 videos and uh, you can either find them on my free OnlyFans page or on Patreon, there's more info there. Uh, it'd be awesome if you joined me in all the Halloween fun. Why not? <laughs> Please like this video, subscribe if you're not already. Don't miss any of my future podcasts or my future videos. Uh, also, if you're listening to this podcast, um, there is a video version on YouTube <laughs> uh, that you don't want to miss because I put a lot of effort into the video version as well. This kind of look like a rib cage, this chain kind of like S&M vibe. I wanted to put something over top and I think this works. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode if you made it to the end. Big hugs, big kisses. And uh, let me know in the comments down below if you have any suggestions, questions. Also email me at cat at onefluent.com um, or go to my pillar link, which has all the rest of the places you can find me, including my sexy Halloween special. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you all in my next video. Bye.